Good evening, and welcome to Top Growth. I am Deborah Penta, and in tonight's episode, we are delighted to welcome Tim Garvin, CEO of the United Way of Central Massachusetts. Tim is joining us tonight to talk about the United Way of Central Mass and the many ways in which it connects people with resources to improve their lives and strengthen their communities. The organization focuses on three primary building blocks of a successful life, quality education, family financial stability, and good health. The organization helps families from 30 Massachusetts towns, including Arburn, Barry, Boylston, Brookfield, Douglas, East Brookfield, East Douglas, Grafton, Holden, Hubbardston, Leicester, Millbury, New Braintree, Northborough, Northbridge, North Brookfield, Oakham, Oxford, Paxton, Princeton, Rutland, Shrewsbury, Spencer, Sterling, Sutton, Upton, Uxbridge, West Boylston, West Brookfield, and Worcester. The United Way of Central Massachusetts is making such a measurable impact in our communities. And over the past 14 years under Tim's leadership, it has contributed to a 15-point increase in the four-year high school graduation rate in the Worcester Public Schools, which is now at 83.3%. And it has focused on early grade literacy and has become involved in young and grassroots community efforts, such as One City, One Library, Working for Worcester, Pow Wow Worcester, Main Idea, Project New Hope, and Hotel Grace. This year marks the organization's centennial year with the celebration of its 100th anniversary, and we look forward to talking with Tim about the many initiatives the United Way has in store to mark this monumental occasion. Currently, Tim is serving on his fifth term as chair of the Council of Massachusetts United Ways, where he is looking for ways to promote collaborative efforts and shared successes among all 18 United Ways in Massachusetts. Please join me in welcoming Tim Garvin. Tim, welcome to Top Growth. We're so excited to have you here tonight and to talk about the United Way of Central Massachusetts, but also about this wonderful celebratory 100th anniversary year that you are in at the moment. So um, what I'd like to do is start by giving you the opportunity to tell us about the United Way of Central Massachusetts and its history. Sure. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. We, the United Way, and me personally, I'm delighted to be here, and this is just great. And all that you've done throughout all of central Massachusetts is is legendary. So this is a great honor. Um, our United Way is celebrating our 100th anniversary this year, mm -hmm. and we really see it not only as a reflection back and celebrating and honoring our history, but really as a platform to move forward. And I, I love the story, and I'm going to go even before our United Way was born. So in 1875, in the Wild West city of Denver, Colorado, there were a bunch of groups that were doing social welfare for their own kind. Mm -hmm. And somehow, five of them had the vision and the wisdom and the intelligence to say, this is crazy, why don't we all get together and create a social welfare network for everybody that's in need in Denver? What I love about it, 1875, a priest, a rabbi, two ministers, and a woman, 1875, spiritual but breaking the boundaries, a female leader, a truly a, um, an historic figure, and especially as we are in Women's History Month, that should be celebrated all across our country as starting the biggest charity organization in the world. 
That is absolutely fascinating. And I'm sure our viewers have no idea of that story, which is thank you so much for sharing it. So, you know, the United Way is such a wonderful organization that gives back and its reach is so far and wide. It's amazing to think that it could have happened and started as long right. ago as it actually did. So, so 1875, um, and it, it, terrible pun, but it spread like wildfire across mm -hmm. the United States. And many of the industrialists of Worcester and of central Massachusetts, men and women, and I always want to make that point, started getting together in the offices of what was the Chamber of Commerce, mm -hmm. not where they are now, but in the Chamber of Commerce in 1919. And on January 23rd of 1920, the United Way's bylaws were accepted and adopted. We recalled, and I brought as yes, a, a kind of a, lot of a show and tell historical item. items here. This is the Worcester Welfare Federation, and we have the minutes from 1919 signed by many of the people and the organizations that were part of it, and the companies and the businesses. And when you talk about top growth, some of the companies that founded us are still our most important and most successful companies. So and who then, were those companies? Share, share who. So, so the Norton Company, the Norton Company, which is now Sanga Sanga ben, ben. Um, State Mutual, which is now Hanover, mm -hmm. um, Bowditch, Bowditch and Dewey, yeah. um, and then many of the industrialists who have family foundations, the Aldens, the Stoddards, the Morgans. Morgan Construction, which then became, it's gone through a, a bunch of iterations yes. and, and sales. We are fortunate, we are blessed. What I, would, what I would love to be able to do is, 100 years ago, I don't think they knew when they started this that 100 years later it would be thriving, it would be going strong. Each year when we get our beneficiary statistics from all of the agencies that we partner with and support, we add up all those statistics. 71,000 lives were touched by United Way funding this last year. Wow. In one year, 71,000 lives. Right. Now, that could be a duplicated count so that if a child was in Big Brothers Big Sisters and was learning to swim at the YMCA and going to the YWCA for summer camp, and if their parents were getting earned income tax credit mm -hmm. through the Worcester Free Tax Coalition they could be counted five times. Mm -hmm. So that number might be a little bit of a false positive, and we know that. Mm -hmm. So let's figure it's 55,000 lives. Over 100 years, it's millions it's, of people. It's amazing. It it's, really, it's truly wonderful. is. It really is wonderful. It really is. So let's let's look at this a little yep. bit more because I think this book is fascinating that you've well, that it says. Uh, where did you find it? And um, do you, being in this hundredth celebratory year, um, are there a lot of archival items such as this that you have from a historical perspective for the organization that tells the story of the hundred years? So. And it becomes personal, and, and I don't want it to be. I started working at the United Way 14 years ago, and we have a, a conference room that has a many bookshelves, and it has some pictures from the 1920s and 1930s and some awards, many conference rooms are like that, and we have all of our bound minutes from mm -hmm. all of our meetings. And so I picked it up one day in my first year, and I started reading, and Admittedly, I didn't think, oh, in 14 years, I'll still be here and we'll be celebrating our 100th anniversary. Mm -hmm. But as I got closer and closer, we started thinking about that. We reached out to Bill Wallace about three years ago. Mm -hmm. Bill Wallace is the executive director of the president of the Worcester Historical Museum, a fabulous place. Mm -hmm. And as we've gotten closer and closer, his visits have become more and more frequent to the point where he was spending in the fall and early winter of this year about three or four hours once or twice a week 
um, culling through our archives and circling things and asking if we could find. We have our 1920 community chest. It's a red-painted wooden chest that has a slot in it that collected money when people would drop money in 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. We found, at one point, we were called the Red Feather Society, and we found a whole bunch of red feathers. We found a, an Olympic torch from when the Olympics were held in Atlanta in 1996, and it passed through, and the organizers of the Olympics asked the United Way to identify someone to carry the lit torch through the streets of Worcester, and we did. We had a volunteer do that, and we still have the torch. So we found all this wonderful history and knowledge and archival artifacts mm -hmm. in approximately two weeks, the 19th of January. The Worcester Historical Museum will open an exhibit for about two and a half to three months. The bottom floor on the left, their entire display area, will be on the history of our United Way and philanthropy and what happened in central Massachusetts and what was happening across the country. And the intertwining, I'm not sure that's a true word, mm -hmm. of our history and the history of the region, when we were leading, when we were reflecting, it, I'm, I haven't seen it. We will see it next Wednesday night for a soft opening. I am excited. I'm anxious. Do we have everything? Will somebody say, what about? And we'll think, yeah, we, we missed that, because that can happen. But wow. it's, it's, it's just really great. So you're having a soft opening soon. And what is the official date for the, the official, public to go into um, the exhibit? Thursday, March 19th. Okay. Which is coming Thursday, up. March 19th is the soft opening. And my opening. anxiety. Oh, I I'm, can't wait to go and see this. This is oh, just amazing. I look forward I invite you personally, and we will go through, and I'll share way too many stories, but you've always been interested in, in all the good that happens in our community, and that intersection of business and philanthropy and community and making it great. That's what I've learned from you. Oh, well, we've learned a lot from you, and we're so excited to learn a lot more about the organization with respect to the reach you have, because it's my understanding through the reading that I have done and also from knowing you for a, a while in the community that you, your organization has tentacles that really reach so many people. And you mentioned 70-plus thousand people. Maybe it's 50-plus thousand people. And then over the years, it's millions and millions, double-digit millions of people. Talk about some of the reach that you have regarding impact. What are those organizations that, um, you know, the United Way is just so incredibly generous with, with its giving of its time, its dedication, its uh, financial resources to other organizations, to the community overall. Tell us a little bit about your reach, the impact that you're having in the region, um, and where you are right now, and then let's take a little journey back in time to see how that evolved over time. Sure. And again, thank you for asking a, a question that is the most wonderful and leading question in the world. Um, we invest the assets that we raise from thousands and thousands of people. We have between eight and 10,000 donors every year to us, and that raises between four and a half and five and a half million dollars. And our job is to um, distribute, to allocate, to invest that in the community to make a difference. Is that unrestricted funding so that it's not earmarked? The, ma the majority of The majority. Is. So that's, we have that's a, significant on its that, own. And we have a few things that are wonderfully earmarked. Mm -hmm. We receive one five-figure gift that allows us to send kids and families who would otherwise not have the opportunity to sporting events, to Worcester Reelers, Bravehearts, we're sure the Woo Sox, mm -hmm. to the museums, 
and it allows them to understand that the best of Worcester is also accessible to them. So that's very restricted. Mm -hmm. um, we receive a, a gift from National Grid, and we're very close. They've been with us probably for 100 years. Mm -hmm. Different names and name changes. Each December, and, and I, it reminds me of the Patriots game where Tom Brady flipped it back to Julian Edelman, and Edelman threw a pass down the sideline in an NFL championship game to Danny Amendola. National Grid gives us $155,000. That's a significant check mm -hmm. that within an hour we have deposited, written out, and gotten signed by our board and transferred that money directly to the Worcester Community Action Council, of which you were previously the, the board chair or yes, the board president. Years ago, that's right. That's right. And we're young. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> um, and that money specifically is used for utility assistance for those people either when LIHEAP, low-income fuel assistance, is used mm -hmm. up or for those people who are on the edge who don't qualify but who otherwise wouldn't be able to have heat during the winter. Mm -hmm. So that's restricted, but it's the most wonderful restriction in the it world. It is wonderful, absolutely, and to and, have that kind of support from another organization. Right. And, and it's about partnership, right? It's that's about right. A, a business understanding, working in, with, and for the community, and we, the United Way, understanding the best way to distribute that. And because of the, the distribution network that WCAC has, mm -hmm. 700 families have heat for the winter because of that. That's amazing. That, and that's real. This has been a, by hard winter standards, it's been a mild winter. Absolutely. And as my friends at WCAC reminded me, when it's 50 degrees in your house, it doesn't feel like it's a mild winter. That's right. That's so, right. Yeah. So we look to invest the funds that we raise. We have a strategic plan with two different, a bifurcated, if you will, mm -hmm. immediate needs, what we call safety net food and food insecurity, shelter and housing, emergency services, things like the American Red Cross. We love supporting them. We've supported them. We've partnered with them for 100 years. Mm -hmm. And then protective services, um, legal, community legal aid, immediate needs of people who are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Some of that vulnerability might last forever. Right. Then we focus on what I call the building blocks of a successful life. Mm -hmm. We're both parents, the greatest gift that God has given us. That's right. Our parents, perhaps with forethought, perhaps not, quality education, good health, stability of family. It's what I'm trying to give to my kids, what you're trying to give to your family. It's what we, the United Way, want to be sure that every child has. So in education, we focus on youth development, mm -hmm. and then really the early years, what we want to do long-term is increase the four-year high school graduation rate. In the last eight years, Worcester has gone from 68% and change to 83% and change. It's a 15-point gain. That's huge. It is, and that translates into hundreds and hundreds of kids graduating, meaning they can get better jobs and become productive members of society. But it doesn't happen with a, an intervention in high school. Mm -hmm. It usually happens with those first five years, early education, what 20 years ago we would have called play school and child care, yeah. but it's really early education. And then the next marker is reading by third grade. Mm -hmm. So we put a lot of effort and a lot of money into that, and we have this wonderful collaboration that we call Youth Connect, which is eight agencies all working together. The second thing, we focus on health and the social determinants of health, and I was with the UMass Memorial Healthcare System yesterday about how can our assets be mingled, how can their United Way focus so that when they're taking care of the health, they know the larger issues of health in the community are also being taken care of. And how can they get their massive workforce, 
13 to 14,000 employees involved in the in the life of the community, not just by living there, but being volunteers. And Absolutely. that's exciting. That is really exciting. And let's, that's sure. a perfect segue to talk about volunteers because your volunteer network is far and wide. And I know every year you have a celebratory event um, honoring the volunteers that have given up their time for uh, to um, spearhead initiatives and yep. to work on your numerous projects that are so wonderful for the community. Tell us a little bit about your volunteers, the number of volunteers you have, the types of things that they do to give back, um, how you organize them. And just um, for those people that are watching um, this episode, how if they want to give back to the community and they feel that the United Way is in alignment with their values, how would they approach volunteering and getting involved in the great things that your organization does? So... That's a whole slew of questions, and I'll do my best <laughs> to answer, yeah. and you're getting me even more excited. And I hope the viewing public will be as excited as I am. And, and part of this is from my own life and seeing what my parents did. And then my wife and I, literally on our one-year wedding anniversary, we joined the Peace Corps. So volunteerism flows through our entire beings. Mm -hmm. I break it down into the, the three P words. Project program policy. Mm -hmm. So project is there's going to be a big effort on one day. And we partner with lots of agencies. We partner with the letter carriers, the mail delivery people, on the biggest food drive in the country, which is called Stamp Out Hunger. Mm -hmm. It's always the Saturday before Mother's Day. It is, and the letter carriers, they're a union organization, and we're proud of our affiliation with the union. Mm -hmm. In Worcester, Massachusetts, last year, we collected 396,000 pounds of usable food. The reason the May food drive is so important, many children thankfully, receive free and reduced breakfast and lunch. So for 180 days, the majority of the school year, until the summer comes. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, our food banks and our food pantries need to be replenished. And that food drive gets us through the summer. So that's a, that's a project. A program would be, uh, and anybody can go onto our website, www.unitedwaycm.com. Mm -hmm. CM stands for Central Massachusetts mm -hmm. org. We use a platform created by Salesforce, a great company in San Francisco. <laughs> Unbelievable. Everybody knows about them. Any nonprofit can go onto our website, can register what pro programs or projects they have going on. And it, bad analogy, but it's a little bit like dating. Mm -hmm. I'm interested and I want to see what's out there. Go onto our website, see where, when, what, what are you interested in doing, and it becomes a matchmaker, and, and you search and find what you want. Programs are big brothers, big sisters. Um, being a, a high school mentor through WCAC, through the Boys and Girls Club, through Girls Inc., through the YM or the YWCA, or Worcester Youth Center, and then policy. All of our nonprofit partners are United Way. We are always looking for really bright people with skill sets who are compassionate, who can serve on our board, and not get into the weeds, but make the big strategic plans. How are we going to use our assets? What's our focus? How are we going to move the city forward? It works so well, and it's exciting. We have, just alone, about 2,500 volunteers every year who get involved with us. But then there are other things. This morning at 7 a.m., a group that we've been involved with for the last eight years, working for Worcester, mm -hmm. created in a college dorm room, created by college students, led by college students. They do a massive one-day build day in April. This year, at the end of build day, which is Saturday, April 18th, 
they will have completed and built playgrounds at every elementary school in Worcester, Massachusetts. Wow. And, and so it's corporate wonderful. executives with college students, with high school students from St. John's High School and from the Nativity School, a middle school, all working together to create hope and opportunity for kids by having playgrounds and basketball courts and science, engineering, technology, arts and math rooms, um, food pantries and library nooks, built-in schools and in nonprofits so that there's more safe places, more opportunity. And just by seeing this, the young children will look to, up to these young people, the high school students, as well as the adults, as mentors. Just by visual mentoring, just to give back, and that is a wonderful thing for them to learn and to appreciate, because that is confidence building. When you can see someone making an investment of their time to give back in that manner, it just automatically illuminates a young child to know someone cares so much at that level, especially when they're people you don't know who are stepping up so to do that. three years ago, um, we were doing a, a, a big playground at Rice Square School, and it's a great school, and, and the principal, Sue, Sue Donahue, is just a fabulous woman. And we had about 150 people, some who were the alumni from working for Worcester, who had come back from Fulbright scholarships in Argentina, teaching English as a second language in Spain. They came back for that weekend. I, I had a shovel, and I was throwing wood chips, because that's what I do. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we saw a small group, four or five kids, and it was the Saturday of April Vacation Week, and one young man, probably 10 or 11, yells really loud, hey, hey. And literally, we all stopped. And, and you know, you expect, okay, what's it going to be? Right. And he said, you building that playground for us? One of the volunteers said, yep. And then he said, thank you. And it was so incredibly gratifying. It wasn't a thank you letter written on letterhead with a sign. It was just a kid who was walking by with his brothers and sisters who understood exactly what you said, mm -hmm. that there are people that he will never know right. who made an investment in his life. Mm -hmm. But the other is those college students as a 19, as a 20, as a 21 year old, for them to work with corporate leaders of Saint-Gobain, Norton and, and National Grid and Hanover and Imperial Distributors and UMass Medical School. Mm -hmm. they, get, they get to see that everybody is just like everybody else. Yes. But it also changes who they are. And, and my greatest hope is that if we can get them at that age to understand the importance of volunteerism in their own life, mm -hmm. they're going to be volunteering wherever they are. Absolutely, and there are the multi-levels of mentoring that you're, you're explaining. It's not just the, the mentorship of a child who sees a whole community getting together to do something absolutely phenomenal for them and their siblings and their peers. But then there's that mentoring that you just described where you have the college student who's learning from the executive of the importance of stopping and taking a moment and giving back. And then there's the high school students that see the college students doing it. Who, Absolutely. So the, the multi-leveling of the mentorship is a really beautiful experience and one that they would not be able to get unless it was through them taking initiative and volunteering their time and effort to really see what makes the fabric of a community thrive. And, and the, I think you just hit on the fabric of a community thrive. And at its most basic, that's what our United Way tries to do. It mm -hmm. tries to create this tapestry of opportunities, of agencies, of contributors, of companies, all working together for a greater good, for a community good. I had an experience that was a minor epiphany for me this past year. We were invited in to 
to do a campaign, which we do a lot of. Uh, we run about 185 campaigns in businesses and companies and corporations and foundations in central Massachusetts. And it was the beginning of third shift at a major manufacturing plant. Mm -hmm. And there, half an hour before it started, there were 80 to 100 people, all wearing coveralls. They were going to be on a shop floor. They were all well paid. Mm -hmm. They all had earplugs, but they're laborers. They are mm -hmm. working. They're getting well paid. And I'm guessing it was the shop steward. A gentleman, I'm going to call him Fred, stood up on a chair. Everybody paid attention. He said, I moved here 14 years ago. I'm an American citizen now. For 14 years, I've worked for this company. I've gotten a raise. For 14 years, I've contributed to the United Way, and I've increased my contribution every year. And I'm going to ask you to do what I'm doing. And I watched. It wasn't strong-arming. It wasn't forcing. Mm -hmm. I watched 80 of 100 people take a pledge card and start writing down who they were, what their pledge was. And the epiphany for me wasn't that those 80 people just raised $5,000 that will invest into a youth development program, yeah. and that's all great. Mm -hmm. Each one of those people from all over the world now working together is putting their stake in the community and saying, I can make a difference. And that might be, we want everybody to vote, we want everybody to be part of the census, but when people also give up their time and of their money to say, this is my community, mm -hmm. and I'm going to try and help somebody I don't even know, you know the community is just doing great. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us in the time that we have left all about the 100th anniversary. You brought these yep. great things. I want to see them all. So I know our viewers want to see them. We, Let's we get created, excited about um, this We created initiative. a special logo. And, of course, very nice. being the heart of, of the Commonwealth yes. or the Valentine or really the compassion of Worcester, yep. this is the skyline. Uh -huh. This is our United Way logo. Um, and, and so we have one of these for you, for your oh, husband, for your son. You. I have a variety of different sizes. Thank you so much. For our 100th, we decided we also want to have engagement activities. Mm -hmm. and, and yes, we are running campaigns, and we want everybody who wishes to, to say, yep, we were going to give to you unrestricted so that through our strategic plan, highest and best use of our funds can be invested in the community. Yeah. But each month we've selected a special target of people to collect items. So in January, we were part of the 35th annual Worcester's Martin Luther King Day Junior Breakfast. We created 300 literacy kits that when... Oh, wow. Crayons, tablets, um, tablets of paper, not mm -hmm. iPhone tablets, books, reading materials, 300 that went to kindergarten, first and second grade in four Worcester public schools. Fantastic. February, we did hats, gloves, mittens. We collected 500 hats, gloves, and mittens. March, and again, there's an education. It's not just yeah. the item. We are doing feminine hygiene products. We have this wonderful piece of the United Way called the Women's Initiative. Yes, that which been, is, oh, that's, a, that's an episode in itself. That is. We should have you come back for we, that. We should have the I Women's love, Initiative Oh, we should absolutely. For 16 years. Absolutely. 12 or 13 different um, single gender agencies focused on reducing violence or really improving the health of adolescent girls. Yes. And our Dollar Scholars Program but when we surveyed all of those programs, what's the number one thing that girls need? Not housing, not food. Feminine hygiene products. Mm -hmm. They are expensive. Right. So in March, we are doing a collection of feminine hygiene products mm -hmm. so that girls at Girls Inc., through Pernay, through the YWCA, through the Boys and Girls Club, mm -hmm. can have access so that they aren't thinking, oh my gosh, my health is being compromised right. because I can't afford a box of That's of so whatever. fantastic. 
So each month we have those. So what's coming up in April? Oh, now you're... I, 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 have, I mean, this is your... Oh, do you have a chart? I have a chart. Oh, isn't this fantastic? White socks. Oh, and, wow. So um, white socks. For sunscreen. people that are homeless, mm -hmm. again, the education, one of the most important things is for them to keep their feet dry and clean. Mm -hmm. And amputations, sadly, are a little too common with people that are homeless. So... For years and years, the Red Sox have done a sock drive. Right. I'm sure the Woo Sox, when they come to Worcester, yeah. will be doing a sock drive. I'm sure. We're trying to start early, and we're doing a, a white sock drive. Very, very nice. Um, and then we have this whole This chart. is great, and we'll get this out to the community because this is really wonderful, and hopefully you'll get more volunteers and just people that will be able to contribute to right. this. This is really, right. really fantastic. Imagine that one of your viewers is a 17-year-old high school student, mm -hmm. female, watching, thinking, I never thought hygiene products are just taken for granted. Exactly. That's right. Mom, Dad, can we go on to Amazon? Can we go to our local CVS or Walgreens? Can we spend 10 or $15 mm -hmm. so that a young woman who we don't know can have a few months of safety? Exactly. That's right. And if that young girl can get her friends to do oh, the same thing, totally right. then you're getting a whole group of people that are working together for a positive and wonderful cause. Again, which you just described the United Way. <laughs> I love Working that. together. Right. Collaborations, partnerships, exactly. And that's what you're so great at as a person now, and as well, a leader and what your organization stands for. It's just the highest level of integrity. And it's just oh, really impressive. Um, I love this athletic equipment in June. We're going to get this out to the community. Hopefully, our viewers will participate in this. I think this is just wonderful. And it's what fun. else? What else do you so have? So I brought a few else? other things. Um, every month, we understand we aren't going to teach reading, but we That's try right. and get volunteers to go into the classrooms and read. And really, what we want we want two things to happen. We want kids to see that adults that they don't know but who quickly look up to think reading is important, and is that going to encourage literacy? Mm -hmm. The second thing is we want those adults who are volunteers to see how great the youth of our country are and how wonderful the schools are. No more school bashing. Teachers are saints, mm -hmm. my opinion. So I March love this. Is, Rosie um, Revere Engineer. Right. That's fantastic. March is Women's History Month. So on Thursday, we're using this book, and we're using the Supreme Court Justice, Sonia Sotomayor's book, yes. which, which is a children's book about understanding differences. And we have about 25 different volunteers from corporate partners going into Worcester Public Schools, reading to first, second, and third graders. Anytime, if it's ever happened. And I know you, with your, with your son, you've never missed one of his sporting events. That's right. That, a hundred percent is truly a hundred percent. But if you ha ever have a chance to go in and be with kindergarten and first graders, they are, um, I have fun. It lifts my soul. So we do this every month during the academic year. We partner with Worcester Public Schools. Right. It's, it is great. And then, um, and I spoke about it earlier, we are not going with plastic bags. We're all environmental this mm -hmm. year. And But this is last year. The week before the first Saturday in May, the United Way, with our partners, with the AFL-CIO, with all letter carriers, um, paper bags will be delivered to every household, encouraging on the Friday night, go through your food pantry. Unexpired, healthy, non-perishable food, put in, put in the bag, put it by your mailbox, put it in your mailbox. Every letter carrier picks up. We then have a crew of about 20 of us who unload mail trucks on that Saturday 
It's hard work. It's the most encouraging work when you see bags and bags. 396,000 pounds of food. Wow, amazing. Well, thank you so much for what you do. Thank right you, your organization, you. for what it does. Thank you for being here today on Top Growth. We really appreciate your time. We know how busy you are, and we hope to have you back on to talk about the Women's Initiative with a team of women that lead that yes. and uh, illuminate that to the community as well. And congratulations on your 100th yeah. anniversary look year. pretty good for 100, yeah. You huh? look amazing for oh, well, thank year, you. But great for your 14th year there, too. Well, thank <laughs> you for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.